Hold on, let me just send a thanks email. Is it a little early? It's a little early. <laughs> a little needy? Yeah, I know. podcast uh welcome everybody uh, episode nine season two of the filmed insert podcast uh starring two of the most beloved podcast personalities on the planet adam fairholm and doug Klinger. uh doug how are you i'm super good good um how about you i'm good i'm good it was a big week for music videos was it for oh i you know i i'm kind of attuned to when music videos you know, I see something or hear something and perk up because it's not mentioned always that they're, you know, they're not mentioned all the time. And I was listening to NPR today. This was Monday, uh, December 5th, and they were talking about just a Tennessee Tech, uh, which is a university in Tennessee, obviously. And they said something about their lunchroom, just as an aside, um, that you can watch music, you can pick music videos to watch while you're eating lunch in their cafeteria. I have not been able to, I've searched high and low on the internet. I have not been able to find, obviously I'm not doubting NPR. I'm sure they did their homework. Um, it sounded like the person was there, but I, that is something that actually happens. Kind of weird. I've never heard that. Usually, I mean, when I went to college, they played, you know, they had TVs and it was either sports or um, the news or whatever, you know? It's weird that they're like putting all of their eggs in the music video basket. It's like, what's the one form of entertainment specifically that kids love? Music videos. I do not want to watch music videos when I eat, though. I, I don't understand. I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I know. It's 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 like seems like uh, was it like is it like through MTV? Is that what you said or something like that? Is it like uh, I don't know. It was just an offhand comment. But anyway, it just because shows that people... why wouldn't it just be YouTube or something like that? I don't know, you can still get some kind of messed up stuff on YouTube. Although you can you get, get some, some kind of messed up stuff, yeah, in music videos too. Well, speaking of what happened this week with music videos, last week, um, I know you never heard of her, but uh, Lana Del Rey. Uh, what are you talking about? I know, I know LD. You do? No. She's kind of a, a controversial figure because she's definitely, she used to go under another name. <sighs> I, f I forget it. Uh, that is controversial. It is, and she kind of remade herself as Lana Del Rey. It looks like she's... Uh, oh, Elizabeth Grant was her original name. It's from Lake Placid, uh, New York, and she looks like she's had some work done on her upper lip, but she's presented herself as very hipster. Um, if you may have heard her song Video Games or uh, Blue Jeans, both good songs. Let me get a little... Let me let me hear a little bit of that, Adam. I can't do her voice. It's too... No, do, you know, do your voice that song, though. Jeez, uh, how does it go? Go play your video games. It's you, it's you, it's all for you. Yeah, see, like that. like that. Anyway, a lot of her fame has come from her music videos, which are very much pushing her. She calls herself the gangster Nancy Sinatra, who, of course, was, uh, um, you know, around in the 60s and 70s. So she's kind of pushing that... Uh, that image and her music videos all look they were like they were shot on you know super eight cameras but she did something last week that was interesting she released a a moving music video preview 
uh, it's for a song Born to Die and it's the entire song and it is just an American flag with this guy with tattoos holding her and she's topless can't see anything of course it's because it's YouTube but the American flag is rippling in the background and they just stand there and look at you for the whole video now, this is official video coming soon they, anyway, she doesn't sing along they just stare they just stare yeah now they're making a music video but I don't know They uh, the single doesn't come out till January 23rd the album doesn't come out till January 30th Anyway, just thought it was an interesting thing. You don't see that uh, nowadays. Kind of reminded me of the Kanye West power thing, although that ended up being the full music video in the end, and it was much more complicated than this. But uh, I'd say, mm-hmm. I'd say it would be significantly more popular. I want to know who the dude is. Uh, he's got one of those, um, you know, the ear things with the uh, hole. Think, yeah, the ear hole things. Yeah, he's got an ear hole. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, this this is going a good direction. What was the other big video of the week? The other big video of the week was, and you know, you and I we kind of pay attention to when big music videos premiere, and uh, as do the listeners of our podcast, as do the listeners of our podcast exactly. And uh, there was a big one of those nighttime music video premieres on E Online. It was supposed to come out at eight o'clock, and it leaked a few hours before. But the Lady Gaga uh, "Marry the Night" video, it leaked. Um, leaked it did just a few hours before though that's not bad but I think she wanted a big build up and they did it on E online Um, but anyway a lot of people talking about this music video for a few reasons number one the length it's 13 minutes and 51 seconds the song actually doesn't start until around 8 minutes and a half into it yeah more than halfway through more than halfway through Um, and there's also some uh some interesting images such as Lady Gaga's naked body being covered with the uh, Cheerios. So anyway, it was a big, it was a big video. One of those videos that doesn't just creep out there. Lady Gaga likes to put her music videos front and center. They're really extensions of her songs and she treats them seriously. So Doug, what did you think of this video? Uh, I thought I was not a fan of it. No, um, no I just think that like a music video like this, is like I don't think she like I don't think she's earned it. But like at the end of the day, like her music is you know pr- played primarily in places where people are getting like very drunk and just like da- flailing their bodies around. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a I don't know. Well, let me I, I, before you go any further. Let me just give some basic facts about the video because it's it's in, different in a number of ways. Because Lady Gaga has done music videos before, we haven't really talked about them that much, but we're talking about this one. Um, it is uh, directed by herself, so that's that's one of the things. It's the first music video that she's directed herself, and it is autobiographical in a way. If you know a little bit of Lady Gaga's history, she was dropped by uh, Island Def Jam Records. And before she hit it big, obviously, and then picked up by Interscope. So this is about the um, uh, pain of that and the whole experience of that and kind of trying to pick herself back up. I mean, it's not obviously very apparent, but um, that's the whole backstory of it. Yeah, uh, I didn't get that. I didn't catch that one. Well, it's one of the things I just, where I you just saw to... like really. I just was like very bored. And then, like, I skipped forward a few minutes and heard music, and then after several seconds realized this isn't probably not the song, and then skipped forward <laughs> several more minutes, 
and heard different music and again not not the music from the song just like kind of music from the scene and then skipped past the midpoint and still no song and then I'm like oh, I'm just gonna watch this and then luckily for me like a few minutes the song started and like I expected like with all this build up like at least some kind of like important ballad or something like that like some kind of like I don't know like I just think it is so pretentious of a music video like isn't it that's the whole th- these big music videos are i mean think of the kanye west runaway whole the whole video that was on that, that premiere on bet or something like that but a lot of these, these big this, artists they like to make big statements with big music videos this is one of those but like i think of like the kanye west big videos and like really long videos like that spike jones one that he's uh for the song off 808 and Heartbreaks where he's just like drunk at the bar and there's like the little like ego of Kanye West that he like pulls from his chest. Hmm. Like at least that's, it's interesting and it's, it's, I don't know. I was just like really bored and it and was, did you pick up on the, the a little bit of the Kubrick-esque uh, style in the sort in the hospital scene in the beginning? Did you pick up on that? Um, I like I I certainly picked up on the Kubrick influence, mm-hmm. but like a little bit of Clockwork Orange in there. But I just like I just think that like it is it is just like kind of like absurd to associate like Lady Gaga with Stanley Kubrick. I I but I will say that I'm always interested and enjoy and enjoy when uh, a music video becomes a cultural event. I I in my opinion I don't think this video. <clears throat> had uh, anything that would make it such a cultural event, but it was a big event on Twitter. I think actually after people actually saw it, it kind of fizzled. Um, <clears throat> and I think that might have to do with the fact that it's her first uh, directing debut. It, it has really didn't really come close to the um, really iconic imagery of of like the uh, bad romance video. I don't think she really didn't know how to do that yet in, in music video form. I think it's a little bit too self-indulgent in that, in that sense. I definitely agree with you. So Yeah, it sounds like you're like 100% agreeing with me, right. and you're just like less angry about it. Oh, yeah. I'm not, of course I'm less angry about it, although I did spend 14 minutes of my life watching it. But yes. I do I do enjoy uh, Lady Gaga, although I'm not really sure why there's a, there, there's a Thanksgiving special called A Very Gaga Thanksgiving, which I... I br- briefly flipped through when I was at, uh, with family at home on Thanksgiving and quickly uh, got out of. But uh, we're moving on to different things now on the podcast, uh, specifically our interview for this episode. Um, and this is our second rapper, Doug, uh, rapper Big Poo. And you're, why don't you give us a little bit of, uh, of uh, history on him? Uh, yeah, he, uh, he started out in a group uh, called Little Brother. That includes him, uh, Fonte, and Ninth Wonder, who's a producer. Um, and the group has since uh, mutually disbanded. And uh, now they're each kind of working on their own solo projects. And um, they're uh, all, all projects that originated from Little Brother are very awesome, including the work of Big Pooh. 
And that's who our guest is on the podcast today. Big Poo is awesome to talk to. He was, he was a lot of fun. Because uh, I and you'll see, I I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. He is from uh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. So I asked him about what it is because I just moved here. So I kind of asked him selfishly about what it's like here, and he gave us that. It was what Doug is referring to as an awkward moment. Yeah, you guys, everyone listening will get to find out like all the good, like the cheap gas stations. Pool. Where are you right now? Are you in uh, in the Raleigh area? Yeah, I'm in the Raleigh area. I'm actually uh, I'm actually at the studio right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm in I'm in uh, Cary, and uh, Doug's down in Florida. Ah, awesome. I actually used to live in Cary. I um I just recently moved to Charlotte. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I just just moved to just moved to to Cary just a few months ago. It's uh, it's nice. So I was excited to see that you're from you're from around here. Oh yeah, yeah. you in a nice area. Carrie's pretty, pretty quiet. No, nothing really move over there. So. <laughs> um, Adam, Adam seeks out the places with not a lot of movement. Is what Adam looks for. <laughs> I can, I can dig that. And um, you know, I guess we, one of the things we wanted to talk to you about, you know, mainly, is your music videos because you know you have a, you had an album come out earlier, uh, you know, earlier this month, Dirty Pretty Things. And, you know, you have sort of a whole, you know, social media um, push, a whole marketing initiative that goes along with that to get the word out for the album. Um, and, you know, we're interested in hearing, you know, from directors of, of music videos and also from, you know, the artists like you who are putting those music videos out to, you know, promote the record. You, you know, what part of, uh, you know, how big of a part do music videos play when you're promoting an album like this? Um, with, in these days and times, uh, music videos play a big part, um, in promoting the album. Uh, it's almost, uh, especially for independent artists, is taking the place of, uh, going to radio, excuse me, going to radio with a first single. Now you gotta go to all of the video outlets that, that's possible for, with a first video and, and that, that visual, says a lot because people are willing to look at a visual of an artist they don't know faster than they're willing to listen to a song from an artist they don't know. And, uh, and you know, on the first track, uh, you know, of your album at the end, you have this kid talking about, you know, somebody who's going to go listen to, you know, listen to the album and if they like it, they'll buy it. Or if not, they'll just, you know, illegally download it. Um, do you kind of see music videos as you know something that people you know check out before they buy the album? Is that you know one of the reasons that you you know you have those out there? Um, no, I don't think they necessarily check videos before they buy an album. I think what videos does is it is it you know it helps you in selling someone on buying the album or helps in selling someone on buying into you as an artist. Um, and I think that's what videos main pur- the main purpose of the video. Um, for me, I, I believe that's what it is. Uh, like I said, it can be an instance of, you know, you type in something and you, you might fall down the rabbit hole on YouTube just on this account and say, I was looking at videos. Then you come across, you don't hit one of them keywords and you don't came across one of my videos and never heard of me before. And 
now you're interested and you're going to check out more videos and now you're going to check out the music and so I, I think that's like I said that's more of the part that videos kind of play I don't think it really you know I, I think it's rare that a, a person really bases buying an album off of what videos look like you know that that first video is being a part of the promotion is it is it um, you know kind of setting the the tone for you know you know what the promotion you know does the the video that you choose to come out first kind of go along with the overall marketing plan that you've got to put together for the album kind of like the theme of the album got you try to put that through in that first video that actually happened by mistake um, it wasn't planned out that way uh, because the director he ended up shooting both of my videos but for that first video medicine man he had no idea what the album cover looked like he had no idea what any other song sounded like all he heard was the song i sent him so that was you know that was coincidental that just kind of you know it happened like that um you know i know sometimes you know people definitely try to tie everything in together but that just kind of happened coincidentally for me and one of the videos we really enjoy, you know, that you released recently is the They Say video, um, which was also directed by the same director that uh, directed uh, Medicine Man. And it's got this, you know, inter- the, which is Ken Willard. It's got this interesting theme, this sort of horror movie theme, this this horror movie look to it. Um, was that was that something that came from you? Where where did that come, concept come from? Come from? And, and why did you guys think that was that was the right uh, concept for the song? Um, I, I think, well, I know it came from an idea I had, um, cause I originally was just going to, I was going with someone else to direct the video and, um, my manager, Ty, he came to me and said, you should, he's like, yo, you should release an album on Halloween since your album come out the day after Halloween. And, you know, when I decided to go, you know, that route with it, I changed directors and went back to Kent and, uh. And I wanted to do something. I didn't want it to be Halloween themed, but I wanted to have, you know, kind of a thriller, suspense, drama, some type of, some type of, you know, extra to it other than just a video of me performing rap. So um, that's something we, you know, we went through a couple of different ideas. And Joe Scudder, um, who's at, who's in the video, he actually came through, and um, you know, we was all tossing ideas around, and that was derived off of the concept that he came up with. And we just thought it was cool. It didn't really have anything, you know, like mainly to do with the actual song. I mean, there's some kind of, there's some undertones in there, but, you know, it really didn't, it wasn't like we was trying to base the song, I mean, the video off of the exact song word for word. Um, but it, it was just something fun, something we wanted to do and, and, and try, and that's what we did. And so it sounds like, um, you know, you said you, you, when you figured out the idea, you know, you, you switched directors. Um, so does that something that, you know, is that something that, um, you know, you knew you had to do to achieve what you wanted? You know, you, you knew you couldn't just give this idea to the director you had. You, you knew you had to switch up directors to, to achieve what you wanted to get. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I just looked at the work of both directors and, and, you know, when, once I decided to go with, a, you know, that the type of idea I wanted, which we executed in the They Say video, I, you know, I, I made a, a, a guess or an educated guess that that Kent was going to be the, the better 
the better man for that for that idea, you know. And that's not to take away from the the other director, but I knew that the idea was going to be executed the way I wanted it to be executed by going with Kent. So uh, that definitely went into my thinking and my mindset as I made the choice on which director to go with. How important is it to get the right director for your videos? Is that something that that's a is that the most important decision when looking to, looking you know to create a video? Oh yeah, it's very important. You have to look at you know first you got to think of the type of the type of visual that you envision for yourself, and then um, when when going through different directors um, before you even you know have a discussion with the director, you know I like to look at the work, the previous work that the director has done and you know definitely you see uh, what type of edits you know consistency with with the type of edits they like to make a consistency with you know overall quality um you see if they end up going if they have you know a lot of themed videos or they just have random you know shot randomly shot videos so you you know i take note of all those things and then i even go a step further and have you know i have a nice long conversation with the director just to see you know what kind of ideas they spot out or, or, or what kind of angle they coming from and and then i go from there so i had the the benefit of actually working with kent on a video for an artist named charlie smart prior to me and him doing medicine man so i already had a little you know a little experience working with him and once we got together and did Medicine Man, the chemistry, you know, it was there. And so working on the next video, the They Say video, it was, you know, it was, it was something that obviously was meant to happen. Now, for the past few years, you've been solo. And before that, you're with, uh, with the group Little Brother, which, which people listening should, should definitely uh, be aware of. Um, and, you know, before when you did videos with them, you had to share it with a few, you know, share the creative control with a few people. Do you like having that control all to yourself now? Um, I mean, it's, it's, the funny thing is, when we did Little Brother videos, uh, well, we didn't really do too many, but um, I think we only did, like, two. Uh, the Fonte kind of, you know, stepped back and relinquished, you know, the creative control on those. He wasn't really, um, you know, his thing was the music. So I kind of had a little experience already going into it uh you know doing videos i think the major difference this go around was um my other manager though he normally always had a hand in um you know all of my visuals and with with this time it was just me like i would i was the last i was the last call like i would after i approved it then it was it <laughs> so that was that was the main difference and um so i was like i said i've, I've always had a, a big role in, in the visuals from the start. Even the the two little brother videos, I had a I had a big, major hand in. So um, this just went right along with it. And uh, you know, getting to the stuff that you've done, you know, kind of post little brother and kind of like you know establishing stuff on your own. One of the um, things that I'm most partial to is Fat Boy Fresh. And, uh, you know, I also noticed that food is playing a big role in some of the music videos that you've done post Little Brother. Is there, uh, you know, you know, how does that work? And is that is that done intentionally? I mean, you know, when you're looking at videos, uh, you know, like wooden wall silverware and stuff like that, it's essentially all about food. Oh, yeah, that one, that one was definitely intentional. Um, 
Uh, funny thing, I'm actually in the studio working on Fat Boy Fresh Volume Two right now. But uh, that that uh, that was definitely intentional. Um, I told though when when I did the song and, and we put it out, and I told him I said, "Y'all want to shoot a video?" And I got the idea already. And I told him what my idea was because that's like people that know us. That's one thing we always do when we go to LA. We have an array of places that it's like it's on the like we have to hit worldwide tacos we have to hit earl's grill we have to hit this place we have to hit that place like it's mandatory that we hit those certain places you know to to eat while we're in while we're in the area so i said i want to do a video where it's like i fly in and i go on a trip to some of the places that you know we normally go to to eat and I think that'd be dope. And um, <laughs> and, and so I did it. Like, <laughs> and so I wanted to do, it and I did it. And I think it came out came out real dope. So how did you, um, you know, did you just approach approach these restaurants and just kind of, you know, let them know it's like, you know, I, you know me all the way, you know, coming in here all the time already. You know, I'm just gonna come in here with a camera this time. Or is was there more production that was involved with that video? Oh no, it, it pretty much went like that, man. It was. You know, I, I was with my man Montage One who directed it. Um, you know, he's a guy that that actually turned me on to a lot of you know the food spots that I that I eat at out there. And he's my he's my uh, resident foodie when I'm in Los Angeles. Um, it, you know, I, I brought the idea to him, and it's kind of like we each spot. You know, we picked spots we wanted to go to, and then as we went to the spots, the film we just you know we just went and had the conversation and. It's actually a couple of spots they wouldn't even, you know, they was like, nah, so we didn't even shoot there because they, you know, they wouldn't, they didn't want us to bring the cameras in or whatever. But, you know, definitely much love for the spots that, you know, that opened up their doors and allowed us to bring the cameras in so we can get it done. Man, they and is that kind some, of like some, the, oh, sorry, um, you know, the way that your your music videos are often done, kind of like just, you know, trying to make it happen, and and or 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 is there a lot more pre-planning typically that it that is involved, and you just kind of trusted in this case that you would be able to kind of get into these restaurants with the camera. Um, with that video, we kind of you know we kind of guessed that you know we knew we had a heads up on a couple of them that we knew we could get into uh, already, but with Medicine Man and with uh, they say it was pre-planning involved, so we made sure you know we had. But they say we made sure we had access to the warehouse we shot at and um for medicine man, we made sure we had access to, you know, the crib that we use for the chemistry set and all that. So, um, you know, some pre planning, you know, definitely has to go into, you know, the videos. If it's a theme video, it's best to have pre planning because you don't wanna try to shoot a theme video and, and you get to a spot and find out you have no access to it and it you know, it messes up the whole idea for the video. Um, when you're doing videos that really don't have any rhyme or reason, then it's, you know, you can change locations on the whim and, and it doesn't matter. But when you have, you want a video to look a certain way or you have a certain plan for it, then, you know, it's, it's best to definitely pre-plan and make sure you have your granted access to some of these places or, you know, it's going to destroy the whole idea you have for your video. Now those yeah those restaurants that uh, turned you away they missed out on some some great free advertising I can't believe they did that but oh uh, yeah that's 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 what the uh, the guy from Earl's Grill um, his name escapes me right now man he used to 
do the reggae voices on like the old uh Dr. Dre records and DLC records. Um oh my gosh, it escapes me, but he understood and we actually had a conversation about it and he understood and he, he opened up his his doors like whenever y'all wanna come to the back, y'all wanna do this, y'all want whatever y'all wanna do, like because he understood it. And some of the other places understood as well. But for the ones that didn't, it was shocking. It was like, really? You don't want this free advertising? <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of you know food, the other video I can, I'm thinking of that involves food is your video for The Comeback, which is directed by Matt Koza. If I, I think I'm getting that right. Um, yeah. And the, the concept, it, it just was, it was interesting to me that you guys are making, I mean, it's you, and some other women in you know it's a, in a white room and you're making chocolate bars. It's it shows this process from beginning to end. And I was curious where that concept came from and if it's a reference to something else. Oh nah, um, that that was just uh, because the the album was called Delightful Bars. Um, you know, we just came up with the idea that you know we just put it into indie form, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And then we had the, you know, like we had the, the factory line of, of beautiful, gorgeous women uh, in there, you know, the eye candy with the real candy and then the ver- verbiage candy, you know, we had we had a whole bunch of candy going on uh, for that video. Um, that was actually one, that was a fun video to shoot right there, as, as you can tell about watching the video. Yeah, did you have did you have a hand in casting that video? Because it does look like it was definitely a fun shoot. I did. Um, <laughs> Matt Cozy, he uh, he uh, you know, we we did the, we did the, it was the weird, you know, the new age way of casting. He, you know, he pulled pictures and you know got because I shot that in uh, Philly at a uh, Drexel University actually, and uh, he he pulled different. Um, you know, females, and, you know, he was sending us pictures, and we put, like, an ad out on Craigslist, and we got some reply backs, and, you know, he was sending me the pictures, and we were just picking which ones we wanted from the pictures that were sent. So it was a couple that didn't end up showing up that I wish they would have showed up, but um, I definitely had a hand. I got to have a hand in casting now when it comes <laughs> those to late. <laughs> those ones that didn't show up might have been fake. You never know. They might have been fake. Yeah, that's probably why they didn't show up. But I, I was definitely happy with with what, what we had on set that day. Now, one of the other videos that uh, we were looking at earlier today is one from way back from two thousand one, uh, the video for Speed uh, by Little Brother, which I guess that's eleven years ago now, um, almost. And you know, it's it's definitely you know it looks like it. An, older video it's got a lot of you know uh you know humor around it a lot of a lot of plot um you know, what's changed in you know how you approach making music videos for songs you know from you know that that one in 2001 to when you approach making one right now man wow okay you took me back with that one that one <laughs> that video it, it was funny man that video a lot of people don't know the only reason why we did that video was because the guy who directed it, um, Mike Itzkendall, I believe that's was his name. Um, he was a film student at UNC Chapel Hill, and that was like his final project, that video. So um, I definitely learned 
just going through that process, I actually helped edit the video. Um, so just going through that, and, you know, I took some classes when I was in high school, and, you know, I was definitely always been interested in, in behind-the-scenes work of, of producing uh, shows and videos and movies and things of that nature. But um, I, I definitely learned from that experience, and I didn't really have any control over that experience until we got into the editing room. So I always wanted to make sure that I had some kind of control over um, how things were done. And, you know, as time go on, I've, I've, I've obviously gained more control um, because, like I said, at the end of the day, I had the final say. So uh, in none of the other situations, I had the exact final say. <laughs> but now I have the final say. So I actually participate in coming up with the ideas. Uh, I help write the treatment. Um, I help with direction on set. Uh, I help with casting. You know, I, I kind of got my hand in it all. So uh, because at the end of the day, you know, my name is on it. It's, it's, it represents me. So um, I wanted to, to be, I want to be 100% satisfied with the product at the end, you know, when it's complete and, you know, I make sure that I, I participate in, in everything that, as much as I can to ensure that I'm 100% satisfied with the product. Do you have one of the ones that you, you know, since you're so heavily involved with them, do you have one that's a favorite of yours or one that has gotten a lot of, that has, you know, uh, gotten the best return on investment for what you put into the video for the amount of people who find, you know, discovering you through that? Um, uh, the comeback probably definitely was my favorite. Um, that was just an awesome day. Uh, I think I definitely like what we did with They Say. That's, that's, that's becoming a new favorite of mine, but I kind of treat my videos like I do my records or my songs where I don't really... I always look at them, and, and while I may be 100% satisfied with them, when I complete them, when I go back, and, you know, like if I go back to look at Medicine Man and they say now, it's things that I wish I would have done differently, and I just try to make the next video better than the previous video I shot. Mm -hmm. I always try to make sure I up the ante on, or up the product bar. And and that's all I really concentrate on. So uh, while while those you know those are definitely my favorites, uh, they can easily be replaced. Now before we let you go, I had since you know I'm a new Raleigh resident. Um, I got, I have to ask what you do you like Raleigh and uh, and you know what is it about you know what is it about the area that you know keeps you coming back to you know record and, and kind of have a home base here. Uh, do I like Raleigh? <laughs> Raleigh, I, I, I do. Um, you know, I, I definitely do, and I appreciate, you know, the atmosphere. And um, uh, I think a lot of it has to do, you know, it's, it's a bit of nostalgic for me because this is where musically, you know, I got my start. And, um, you know, it always be where I got my start. You know, there's only one place you can get your start musically. So this is definitely... You know, I always have a special place in my heart, and um, you know. So, but but I do I do like Raleigh. I do, you know, like the atmosphere. I like 
I'm one of them people that when I'm home, I enjoy the fact that I can actually be home as opposed to if I lived in Atlanta or L.A. or New York. It's always something going on. It's always somebody in town. It's always the show. And I'll always be out. Mm-hmm. Where when I'm in Raleigh or where I live now, Charlotte, when in North Carolina period, when I'm home, I can be home. I can enjoy actually being in the house unless I'm out recording. So um, definitely, definitely enjoy the area. And, and you'll probably enjoy the area. You know, you know, I'm, I got a little older, so it, it's not the same for me. But I, I'm not sure how old you are, but it's so many colleges and universities in our, in this area that the only time the action really slows down is in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So from August till about May, it should always be something to do because you have so many schools in the immediate area. So it's definitely one of them fun places. Well, Pooh, thank you so much for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Um, and we'll let you go because I know you're in you know, the studio. You probably need to get back to, to what you're working on. And actually, before we let you go, one more thing we got to ask is, if, is there anything uh, upcoming you know, music video-wise or release-wise that uh, people should be looking forward to? Um, well, music video-wise, video I'm actually uh, in... in in talks with uh Kent Willard now. We're we're actually trying to plan out and um uh write up and and produce um a short for a couple of the songs off the album. Uh based off of five thirteen eleven. Uh the song off that song off the album. So we you know, we're trying to get that together now and, and, and figure that out. Um but as far as releases, um I think my next release is probably going to be uh, Fat Boy First Volume 2. Um, I probably had that ready to go around March, so that's actually what I'm in the studio working on right now. So the least self-indulgent part of the podcast now is the picks of the week there we go who's going first doug uh you go first describing a music video over uh over over someone over their headphones well the reason we we do this is because if we we want to talk about music videos that we think you guys should see so you should check out that you should check out because we what i what i picture people doing is queuing up their music video perfectly for Mm -hmm. the point when i start the music Mm -hmm. they hit play on the music video but don't play the audio because we're playing the audio for them right and then they just watch it as we talk about it exactly it's like it's like a it's like a not director's commentary Exactly. If you're not doing that, then yeah, it's just it wouldn't it be great if on DVDs there was like the director's commentary and then just some dude. Yeah, just just some random guy who liked it too. <laughs> now, so anyway, my pick. Uh, yeah, your pick. Th- we had an interview earlier tonight that will come out in a few weeks that reminded me of this video, so I had to shoehorn out my other pick and put this one in. This is for Radiohead's music video for Just, which is a while ago, 1995. Um, but if anybody has seen this music video, you know it is a solid classic. And 
it's one of those uh, deals. It was directed by Jamie Thravs, I think that's how you say his name, who was actually picked by the band after they saw his some of his uh, short films. He made short films, and um, he had an idea for one that he wanted to uh, turn into, that they used for this music video for Just, which is off the the Benz album. And you can kind of tell it was actually just a because. It takes place on the street and Radiohead are they're just playing in a building in an apartment and you could tell they're kind of just like okay how can we get the band in put him in a building um, so that part of the music video isn't especially uh, compelling but the part is uh, that is is uh, this man who's lying on the ground and he uh, has people come up and ask him why he's lying on the ground he won't tell anybody and this continues through the uh, music video. He draws a crowd, and the police officer by the end is yelling at him, you know, why don't you just tell us? He's screaming no, and he finally says, uh, okay, you really want to know? The police officer leans into here, and you see, you don't hear what he says. Everything is subtitled, by the way. I'm an idiot for not explaining that before, but because the music is playing, because it's a music video, and uh, he says something, and it's not subtitled. You see his blips move a little bit. And then you see Radiohead look out the window, and then the last shot of the music video is this great sweeping shot of everybody lying down uh, already, or lying down on the street, just like the guy. So it's one of those things where uh, a part of the music video becomes kind of a little, I guess you'd call it a meme, many years, you know, a few years before the internet. You know, what did the guy say uh, when the police officer leaned in to hear? Uh, why he was uh, uh, on the ground. So it's got it's a, it's great as a narrative kind of video, but a really simple narrative with a really kind of uh, emotional end to it that really fits with the song. And it, you also get that kind of interesting twist that gives people something to talk about. So um, again, that was Radiohead's "Just," uh, directed by Jamie Thraves, Thraves, and uh, check it out. You are an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the proper use of the word meme. Probably not. No, well, I don't what, think it what is. if in, in 1995 nobody was saying that they had a meme? No, but I don't think that what... Never mind. Um, my pick, right? Yours, yes. Do I get one? I get one. You get one, yeah, of course. Uh, my pick is for band... Uh, called LBCK and the video is called for a song called Start Um, and it's directed by Leah McKissick Um, this video is awesome uses uh, a large amount of stop motion in this video and that's I think that's the reason why I picked it a a lot of times uh, I swear it's the reason why I picked it nothing to do with upcoming uh, interviews you know, a lot of times music videos, I, I you know I like to I like music videos that that take something that you see in music videos a lot, like stop motion, and does something kind of different and interesting with it. And I think that that is the case with this music video. Um, uh, I it it starts out with kind of like just like a um, girl dancing, and as she's dancing, her her clothes change and her hair changes and her glasses change. Um, through the use of stop motion. And, um, you know, you can see some of the cuts, but really some, like, like you really can't, you can and you can't. I don't know, it's really interesting how they 
kind of pull it off but like it it's really kind of cool how it how the effect works and there's a lot of different kind of stop motion effects and and uh eventually some green screen stuff that makes its way into the video but um uh but the, the really kind of eye-catching part about this music video is that is that stop motion effect with the clothes and the hair of the girl when she's dancing because it's like a really like the choreography goes right with the beat of the song and uh, kind of like a really hard-hitting song so the the cuts are kind of in there in the music if that makes sense and uh I know it's just really cool, visually appealing, awesome video. Check it out. Please do. Um, Doug Klinger stamp of approval. We need a sound effect for that. Yeah, there'll be one. Well, I think that's all we got for this episode, Doug. That's all we need. Each episode takes upward of three weeks to produce, so we spend a lot of time. We spend a lot of time. We sometimes will re-record our questions. That's a good idea. We should do that because <laughs> we should start doing, start re-recording our horror instead of just editing around our mistakes. Just give it another go. 